0: Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming out for tonight's Saturday Night Live event. My name is Mara Webster. I'm the co-founder and head of programming with Creative Company. And it is my absolute pleasure to introduce the incredible Kenan Thompson.
1: I'm just kidding. Tonight I'll be playing the part of security...
0: Very,
1: very secure event. Good evening. How are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for coming. Did y'all like the episode? Yeah. Was it good? Give it up for Kiki. Was she not so great? Amazing. Amazing. That was a great show. So what shall we talk about?
0: Well, I wanted to start by talking about your your kind of journey and relationship with being on s n l because you you've spoken in the past about how you found it quite daunting when you first came into this into the show as the new person, and obviously now kind of twenty seasons under your belt and I think March of this year you surpassed fifteen hundred sketches <laughs> which is incredible Thank you. yeah it's crazy. But within that, you know, and especially because this current season, there's a lot of new cast members coming in. um, I was interested in, in how that's really changed your relationship with working on the show over time that you started out as as the new kid. And now you're the person in essence that they're looking to for advice. And through going through that experience, remembering what that was like, what feels important to you to pass along about the very unique ecosystem of SNL.
1: Yeah, it's weird being the old man in the room, you know, because, like, I feel like I'm I'm very young in my mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just started on the show young. I can only imagine, like, how Pete feels, you know what I mean? Like, already having graduated from the show, and he started when was 19, so, like, he's still super young and he's got a lot of work to do. But um, I don't know. I mean, I don't try to, like, force my opinions on people, you know? Like, if they ask me questions, I try to be, you know, a supportive outlet or whatever. But it's definitely interesting to watch the differences between people that come in in ones and twos or people that come in in groups. You know what I mean? Like, it has its pros and cons. Like, yeah, they have each other, but they're also kind of competing with each other, too. Like, you know, there's only so much screen time. The show's only 90 minutes. A lot of things get cut in the last minute. That could have been your one chance. You know, ideas don't just come around, you know, all that often that actually work for the show necessarily. Like, there's a lot of factors so it's nice that they have each other to lean on but at the same time it's a little more obvious amongst them who's winning who's not you know what i'm saying because they're they're doing everything kind of together because they're the new kids or whatever. So i just try to like tell them like remember there's always like another show this is you know a special show that you know you can always like say that like there will be another show like it's guaranteed you know it's a 20 sh- you know season uh 20 episode kind of a you know, season every every year, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to, like, necessarily worry about, like, the end-all, be-all this week. But at the same time, your, your first year is kind of so tumultuous, if you will, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just very emotional, and you just try to focus on what you think is funny and how you can translate that to the audience that watches the show regularly.
0: And when you're going through the flow of the week and putting the show together... You know, obviously the week begins with a meeting with the host and really getting a sense of, of their sensibilities and then it goes to people conceptualizing and writing sketches that are then pitched in the room. And as you're all going through that stage of, okay, it feels like these are the front runner sketches that we're potentially going to do, that obviously doesn't mean that they're going to make it to the show. There's so many moments where they could get cut. And I was interested within that, you know, how much you start to conceptualize what you're going to do for a role, what you're going to do for a performance, starting to learn the the different facets, if you have to do an impression, starting to master, if you have to do specific dialects, specific mannerisms, studying something. How attached do you allow yourself to start becoming to material with the fact that it may not make it, but also you don't have very much time if you do find out it is a final sketch?
1: I mean... Our job is to perform, you know what I mean? So I take the words and I try to make them whatever I can do with them to get a reaction from you guys. And, you know, attachment to material is only like if you wrote it necessarily, you know what I mean? Like, I try not to live with it too much because, like you said, it is fleeting and it also changes at the last minute, so you just have to have a flexible mind state anyway, but Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have an idea that you think is funny and you present it on a show that is like a damn near worldwide show at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it doesn't work. Like, it hurts. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's painful. Like, silence is, it's, it's jarring. So if you can, like, pivot out of the emotions and learn from that experience, then, you know, that's the ultimate. But... A lot of the time, you know, you wind up crying backstage and then you put your armor on for the next week's show. It doesn't necessarily help you that specific week. And then there's also, like, a million different reasons why something will go well at dress rehearsal and still not make it into the show. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot going on there and it's highly unpredictable. So you try not to get too attached to any one specific thing. But at the same time, like, my job is is to kill it. Like, if it's my words, then it's it's my moment to, like... You know, get a laugh, basically. Yeah.
0: You know, and and you talked about obviously the the night of the live show is a dress rehearsal with a live audience, and then going into the live show itself. And and Lauren is so ever present in all of that. Like, I I was at, I had the privilege of going to a, a dress rehearsal recently, and I was I loved the fact that he was standing dead center of the aisle, shaking everybody's hand as they first come on stage. Yeah, at the he's
1: of the night. he's oddly omnipresent yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. That dedication is inspiring. You know what I mean? I think if you see the boss with his feet on the floor, you want to be there too. You want to be in the moment. You want to be present. You know, you don't want to necessarily miss cues or anything like that. So, I mean, I, I've, I see my people in here that have been background actors before. You know the feeling. You know what I mean? Like everybody kind of wants to be in the room because it's a live show and it's known for happenings. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's also like, really funny people doing really funny things. Like, regardless of what makes it into the show, like, or what doesn't, the things that do, you know, are like, they're usually working. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you have the time to, you know, actually watch from the sidelines or something without, like, not being where you're supposed to be, then, you know, it's kind of natural for everybody to kind of want to be there. And then to see his dedication, it kind of just forces everybody not to slack off. You know what I mean? It's like, daddy's always watching. It's it's a little weird. <laughs>
0: And, and in the studio, you come out every week before both the dress rehearsal and the live show and put on a music performance for the live studio audience. And I was just interested in the genesis of where that first stemmed from and what it is that that still continues to bring you, because that's not something that television audiences are ever seeing, but it's something that you're still giving the audience every single week, two times.
1: Yeah. When I first started, you know, it, it's a, it's the, called the warm up, but, you know, it's for the audience, you know what I mean? Just to kind of just give them... I don't know, some entertainment value that has nothing to do with comedy necessarily. It's just about watching like performers perform for you, in my opinion. You know what I mean? And when I first started, it was, you know, Jimmy Fallon doing something like super rock starish or whatever with his guitar and like girls screaming. And, <laughs> and you know, it was kind of just for the audience. And I was like, that's, that's a very special thing. And then. You know, it passed on to, like, you know, Kristen and and Fred. And then, like, Fred brought me in on, like, a song or something where he was playing the guitar a lot. And then when Fred left, it landed on me because, I guess, I don't know, I like to sing and I thought I could do it, basically. And, you know, that was, it's been a while now. So, like, I've been doing it for a while. And sometimes it blows my voice out, sometimes it doesn't. But it's always a lot of fun because the band is great. You know what I mean? Like, those guys are legends. And... Anytime there's live music in your karaoke experience, you're going to sing as, as good as you can. You know, you don't, like, slack off because the music is just driving you like that. So I don't really know how I do it twice a night and, like, do the show or whatever. But it's it's a lot of fun. And as long as it sounds good and feels good and the re- the response from the audience going into the show is good, it's it's great, you know, because I think it's just a good energy starter to, like, let people know like you know it's like showtime like some especially in the winter time by the time 11:30 rolls around for people it's been a long day you know what i'm saying like waiting around or trying to get to midtown in the middle of the night if the weather's bad like people can be kind of in a in a sour puss of a mood if you will and uh it's just like let's shake all that out and like enjoy the fact that we're about to watch brilliant people do brilliant work in my humble opinion
0: And and given that you get two different audiences throughout the night, but then you also have the television audience at home who are watching and you're not necessarily knowing where their laughter is is landing, how much do you you allow yourself during the dress rehearsal to start responding to or making minute adjustments to the rhythm of their responses, knowing that that's not the same audience you're going to have a couple of hours from now and you might get very different responses and rhythms from them in the live show?
1: Well, I mean, I think if you pay attention, you know, you have a few audiences listening throughout the week, like you have the audience on Wednesday, you have the crew during rehearsal on Thursdays and Fridays, and then it's a larger crew on Saturday where, like, kind of all the departments are in, like, wardrobe and makeup and things, so the room gets, like, more and more diverse and, you know, just more numbers in general, so... You throw a joke out there and, you know, as diverse as a group as this is, like, if it lands, you know what I mean, it's going to land later on, you know, I'm just on a larger scale or whatever. So those are kind of like my metrics where I'm kind of like, you know, if, you know, our like camera guy from Long Island is, is laughing at this Black Jeopardy thing, then I know the black people will, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I got that part. But like, if it's coming across to the Italian guy as well, you know what I'm saying? And, like, that probably has everybody else in between kind of stuff or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I measure it between black and Italian. That's it. That's it.
0: (laughs) And within any singular show there's so many different types of performances that you can be asked to give so many different directions in terms of characters what the flow of a sketch is you know even if you're doing a segment where you're a guest on Weekend Update that's direct to camera delivery um, what is what is that look like between sketches for you and just recalibrating yourself and, and again you know again like how has that changed for you over the years in terms of what it looks like between each moment and each calibration
1: usually it's when I'm fully dressed as the character like the- that's when I lock into, like, and I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, oh, I know this person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen this person in, in life or whatever. So if I'm doing a character and it's like, oh, well, now I look like David Ortiz, so now I can be, you know, Dominican, you know, basically. Um <laughs> Or, like, you know, when I fully get, like, the Steve Harvey, like, fully on or whatever. And until that point, it's like, that. Wow, well, grazie. I appreciate you. <laughs> um it's still my time, you know what I'm saying, like, so I can still kind of be me and not be freaking out about what I'm about to do because it's it's terrifying, you know what I'm saying, like like I feel the nerves sitting here in front of you guys like I need to say things that are funny, you know at a certain pattern, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, to make sure that y'all are having a good time, but at the same time, I don't really know what this is, so I don't know if it's just <laughs> one of those like intellectual conversations where it doesn't have to be funny, you know what I mean but you just feel the pressure of being in front of a number of people you know what I mean it's just that the kind of generic being outnumbered feeling basically you know what I'm saying but it's it's not really a big deal so if I can just keep that part away from me as long as possible then once I look in the mirror and I'm locked into the character then it's go time you know what I'm saying but up until that point I just you know try to keep it casual or whatever um, especially throughout the day like sometimes we'll just dress from the top up. And just have sweatpants on or whatever, just to keep it you know what I mean like it's gonna be a long day, like we come in at noon and we don't leave till one in the morning or whatever, and then beyond you know what I'm saying so <laughs> it uh it can be a lot, but yeah that's that's usually what locks me in is like the magic of all of those departments, you know kind of descending upon my flesh and turning me into these into these people visually, you know like and Whatever the character may be, some old man, some you know, some janitor, some neighborhood guy, whatever it is, you know, like once that look is set, like that's kind of like what locks me in. Herman Kane, see, appreciate you, man. Shout out, rest in power, Herman Kane. <laughs>
0: And and at this point, do you feel like there's certain styles of performance or certain types of characters that really lend themselves to you as a performer and that you feel much more comfortable and confident in the skin of and just finding them quicker as the week goes on?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, these are definitely the times where your skin has to play the skin. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) these ain't really the times for everybody to just do whatever like it used to be. But, you know... That's an advantage for me because I kind of came into it like that's, that's what entertained me the most is the black zeitgeist. You know what I'm saying? Like all those characters that I've ever seen from, you know, the Coming to Americas or the, you know, any kind of Wayans Brothers films or Martin or Jamie, you know what I mean? All those like black neighborhood, you know, mechanics. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever, like, that part of like that comedian brought that forth that's what i bring with me too you know what i'm saying like my dad was a mechanic you know and like he smokes and he wants to help the neighborhood you know for a six-pack or something like that as opposed to like really getting paid like all those kind of references or whatever so um it's very comfortable for me to like just play you know mostly black people or whatever or you know darker skinned dominicans or cubans or whatever like that you can do without offending people or taking opportunity away from someone that is in that specific culture or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it it makes me laugh to kind of be able to like hold the mirror up to certain things without bringing a detriment to the culture at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like as long as it's celebrated and not misdirected, then I think we're winning.
0: And one, one of the things that's really fascinating in, in seeing the setup in the studio is you've got different setups that take place throughout the entire room and it's really an incredibly tight amount of space that you have for any singular sketch. And so sometimes if a sketch requires a couple of different viewpoints, the sketch isn't all taking place in the same stage and so you're playing scenes where you might be here you're,
1: <laughs> you're giving away the secret <laughs> giving away all the yeah. secrets
0: but you might be over here and your scene partners might be over here and you don't have any direct eyeline because there's all the cameras there's all the cue cards there's all of the sound team in between and yet you have to be able to play off of the rhythm with one another within a scene and so how do you feel out that dynamic or, or how does that flow work and how do you find it during the week?
1: Um, Are there any actors in the building? (laughs) So, actors are always told to listen to each other and to listen to kind of everything around you, basically. So, as long as I can hear, you know what I mean, I know what my timing is, basically. And that's kind of how it works. Like, everybody's mic'd. If They could be on the moon, you know what I'm saying? But as long as, like, I can hear what they just said in time, then it's time for me to do my part, basically. Now, if we're, supposed to be like in a fight scene or something and like that has to be coordinated from different sets then you have to like watch monitors and try to make that work but that's like impossible so you might as well like embrace the fact that it looks crazy or whatever type stuff and then like go down that road but yeah it's, it's, it's mostly listening.
0: And then, lastly, everyone was obviously watching the the recent episode with Kiki Palmer, which also included a Keenan and, Kel yeah. and Kelly reboot. Keenan and Kelly, which was brilliantly crafted, and I'm I'm sure that it's not the first time that the idea of doing something around that has come up on the show. And so, I was interested in what was the genesis of this being the particular moment to create a Keenan and Kelly reboot for a sketch, and and how did you set about going? This is something that people have such a connection to. It's the way that a lot of audiences got to know me growing up. But there's also people that Uh, have probably never seen an episode of it watching and you need to honor both of those spheres of audience
1: yeah um so this is going to be long um when I first started it was kind of like you know the SNL audience what they laugh at is they're in that room and what you've done before that doesn't really count you know what I mean especially if it was like kids things or whatever like we're adults You know what I mean? This is a 29-year-old show or whatever at the time. And, you know, legends have come through here, so we're not really necessarily kind of willing to even reference those things when I first started. And then later on as things went by and, like, I've been there for, like, 10-ish years or something, little jokes started showing up in a monologue or whatever, like, you know, I can't believe, like, the good burger guy smokes weed or something like that, little things like that. And then, like, that wouldn't really land either because nobody really wanted to hear that yet. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, and then like, as I just got naturally older or whatever, people were just like willing to accept the adult part of it, but also embrace the fact that I did a lot of work as a kid and like, they've all been kind of attached to it, but now they can kind of celebrate it without separating it or whatever. And it was kind of like the first time, like a Kenan and Kel thing, like really came up like for real, for real. It just seemed like, you know, the universe is timing. And, you know, it was Kiki's idea. Like, she's just so brilliant. She was like, she told me, you know, um, because we're trying to, like, develop a movie or whatever. And we had a meeting that Monday. And it was, like, separate from, like, SNL's week or whatever. So we're like, we're on Zoom. And she was like, oh, like, when are you coming? Because I was, like, in L.A. It's been a busy two weeks. I was in L.A., like, working with Kevin Hart for this, like, year-end review thing that's coming out soon. Um, that him and Snoop did last year. Did y'all see that? Like Him and Snoop did a lot of like a gear around. Well, I did Snoop's part, I guess, because he might have been like passed out somewhere. <laughs> um, so I was in LA and then I was coming here to like be for the table read. So I was sad to miss her like first couple of days of the week or whatever. But anyway, on that Zoom, she was like, well, I got an idea for the show, you know, the show this week or whatever, Keenan and Kelly. And I was like, say no more. I get it totally or whatever. And then... You know, to make it fit the show nowadays and to do what you said is kind of like explain the world to people who have possibly never seen it or know what it is. I was like, we kind of kind of set it up from the beginning in that testimonial fashion as opposed to just jumping into the sketch like in the live shows like now a Kenyon and Kelly sketch. You know what I'm saying? Like it needed more of a like wrap around kind of presentation for it. And that's that's kind of how it worked. And like, thank God, you know, Kel was available to come do it. He killed it. It was amazing. It was super funny. She was incredibly funny, like, uh uh-oh, here comes the bus, like, I take credit for that one, like, that was my line, and I knew she would kill it, because it was just so nonsensical, like, I wanted to to go as far away from all here it goes as possible, you know what I mean, but still kind of try to get that point across, and she murdered it, so, like, by the time she did it the third time, and it was, like, overly dramatic, I was just in, in heaven, She, you know, she's amazing and she's such a dedicated actor. And, you know, another example of someone that we've literally watched grow up performing for us, you know, and like now she having a baby. Our baby's having a baby. Like it's it was an incredible show. So I'm just glad like that shoot was, you know, tasking as well. Like started at like 11 and went to like nine. So it was it was a long day, but it was it was worth it. And shout out to you know Devin and James and and Mikey for for jumping in and playing roles. Like, yeah, it was it was a very touching experience. Like seeing that grocery store again, and like just saying the word Rigby's. You know, <laughs> like it's such a random like store name, but you know I lived with it for for years in the early part of my career, and to be like twenty years deep on a show that. If I would have left the show, you know, five years ago, like that sketch wouldn't have happened unless I was like hosting or something. You know what I mean? It's just amazing like how timing works, I guess. But I don't know. I'm just a servant of God, just doing what I do.
0: It, it was such a great episode and, and I'm always struck By how much you seem To still enjoy And love And have a passion For the show And I think that's why Everybody still loves Watching you on it 20 seasons in a yeah, sketches comedy? Thank <laughs> you so much For sharing all of this Keenan. We really appreciate it Of course